0: Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo.
1: Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Wednesday, December 2nd, 2015. Listeners, please welcome Rising Adult Star and uh, Best Male Newcomer nominee at the 2014 AVN Awards, Small Hands. Welcome to the show, man.
2: Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to
1: have you on. I'm really glad that uh, you're on so that we can uh, share your story with uh, the listeners and your fans. Cool. Right on. Typically, I like to get these one-on-one interviews started off by getting some physical stats out the way. So, what's your height and weight? Uh, I'm
2: five foot eight and eight, five foot eight and a half. Never quite hit five nine. Weight uh, about one hundred fifty pounds.
1: What's your ethnic background?
2: I am a big mutt. I'm a Hawaiian, Japanese, German, and Swedish primarily. Well, there
1: you go. Yeah. What's your zodiac sign?
2: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really. A, I don't follow astrology. Uh, my birthday is June 25th. If if you know, I think Cancer is what I've been told, but I can't really remember off the top of my head.
1: I think so as well. And how old are you?
2: I'm 33.
1: Let's get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally <laughs> from?
2: I'm from San Diego, California, born and raised.
1: Awesome, man. So what was life like growing up for you? What was small hands like as a child, mm-hmm. as a teen?
2: Uh, you know, San Diego is a beautiful town. So I mean, uh, I grew up uh, really close to the Tijuana border. So I basically grew up thinking I was Mexican, even though I wasn't. <laughs> I was the only white kid on the block. And, uh, you know, just eating good food. There's the beach there. There's Tijuana. You know, if you want to go party, and um, my dad is a Baptist preacher, so I grew up in church as well, (laughs) which is probably why I turned out so awesome. Uh, (laughs) And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I just did what every little punk rock kid does, played in shitty bands in junior high and high school, and went and saw shows all the time, and just, uh, you know, I was really into music, the music scene, so I just always, you know, played in crappy bands and stuff, and uh, recorded records with my friends, and things like that. Um, I, wasn't like a surfer or anything like that, you know. Even though it's San Diego, um, but yeah, it was, it was a good, good place to be, man.
1: Awesome, man. And uh, what was going on with your life, sort of like at your coming of age as you started to head into adulthood?
2: Um, I went to uh, you know junior college, got an associate's degree, I was trying to figure out what the hell I was doing. And I got accepted to San Diego State and then right at the same time, one of the bands I was playing got a record deal and we got a tour offer. So I was like, fuck school, I want to go be a rock star. <laughs> and I hopped in the van and I toured for probably the next five years, all through my like mid-20s, early 20s. It was a fucking blast, time in my life. Just all my best friends from San Diego, our, our band, and we just hit the road and we've got lots of uh, <laughs> wild stories and adventures. <laughs>
1: I believe it, man. Where have you gone because of uh, the music like where have you have you a um, chance to visit?
2: I've gone to, oh man I've gone probably at I don't know 25 or thirty of the fifty states and about twelve or thirteen other countries, maybe more been to Germany, England, France, uh, Prague, Mexico, um, Scotland, Luxembourg, I don't know all, all over uh, kind of Western Europe areas.
1: Wow, nice, man. Yeah. Very cool.
2: Tucson, New Mexico. <laughs> you know, everything from uh, from London and New York to Albuquerque and Bricktown, Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> what was going on with your life prior to entering the business? What were you doing?
2: Uh... I was still playing uh, music. I also uh, own a graphic design and uh, merchandise printing company that I started with another guy in my band in 2007. That uh, We still run to this day out of San Diego. And uh, I was also uh, bartending at night. I got really into um, studying alcohol, and I worked at some of the, the best like craft cocktail bars in San Diego as well as some of the biggest nightclubs. And it was a great way to have fun on the weekend and party, but get paid to do it. Nice.
1: But you weren't just a regular old bartender. If I'm not mistaken, you're an award-winning mix-
2: mixologist, which is a little different. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, those terms, are I think, are kind of stupid. and I, I don't know if I've ever technically won any awards, but I definitely, you know, worked at the best spots in San Diego that the, the venue and the bars won a lot of awards, and I guess, I suppose, as being one of their lead bartenders, I can claim that, too. Um, i I've traveled around the world, uh, you know, I've, I've flown into Jalisco and uh, Guadalajara, tequila, Mexico, and I've toured de, uh, tequila distilleries, I've watched how the product's made, I've toured whiskey places in Ireland, um, you know, beer breweries all over, so I'm really a, a, a student and a fan of, of alcohol, I love drinking, and know, I love just the whole culture behind it, so I, I still kind of keep up in the mix to this day, and every now and then I'll go bartend just for fun at, you know, one of my old bars in San Diego, just just to kind of keep keep my chops up
1: so let's talk about the transition because obviously you are working in industries that uh, Mm -hmm. are very different than the adult industry you know you're on the music side of the entertainment industry you're Mm -hmm. working as a bartender slash mixologist you got you know this graphic design thing that you're doing how exactly did you get into the adult industry
2: uh, well, I started uh, dating one of my graphic design clients, Miss <laughs> uh, Joanna Angel, who uh, is—I'm is, sure everyone knows—one of the biggest porn stars in the world. She's hosting the Avian Awards this year uh, with Annika Albright, and um, she owns the Burning Angel Empire. She was a client of mine. I do uh, some graphic design work for her, and I was—you know—making a lot of her merchandise that she sells on her shop uh, to her fans. And we got kind of set up on a blind date through another uh, mutual friend of ours. And uh, that was that. We went on one date, and we've been together ever since.
1: That's awesome, man. Okay, so you two, obviously, start, start dating and whatnot. How long into the relationship do you start working in the industry? Is it something that she had to convince you to do? Is it something that you approached her to do? Like, how did that happen?
2: Um, <laughs> so that's a funny story. Uh, it was kind of an accident, basically. Um, I, you know, I've been working you know, in the industry with her, but not performing, of course. You know, but doing design work and you know helping edit trailers and stuff like that, box covers. Um, so I was familiar with that side of the industry. But as far as the performing side of it, um, we were on a trip once out of town, and her uh, webmaster called her, freaking out. I guess uh, you know one of the updates to the site or the next scene going up got was cor- The file was corrupt, or something happened It got erased. And uh, they really needed a video update by the next day to so that they would have something to to put up so the site wouldn't, you know, slow down. And, uh, you know, she always had a camera with her. And so she was like, Hey, I need a favor. (laughs) Let's, uh, let's make a, you know, just a me and you little porno in this hotel room real quick so we can send it off to my webmaster by tomorrow. And, uh, she kind of put me on the spot and I said, okay, you know, and, uh, kind of went from there. And then for the next, uh, I don't know, I'd say a year or so, she would start to pepper me into scenes, you know, on Burning Angel, uh, both with her and with other girls, and it was nothing I ever had any aspirations for, um, and and never asked her if I could do it. She kind of basically forced me into it, and then I, I kind of started having fun with it, and we kind of went from there.
1: That's what's up, man. So in total, how long have you been a performer in the industry?
2: I'd say, um, like, two solid years, and then there was about a year where I did things occasionally, you know, but not that often. So I'd say doing stuff kind of all the time regularly about two years now.
1: Let's talk about your name, the performer name that you have. I love it, man, because I love unique (laughs) names. So where the hell did the name Small Hands come from?
2: (laughs) It's pretty fucking stupid. Uh, well, first of all, I, I do have, like, kind of abnormally small hands, like, in a literal sense for for a guy. Uh, and also, you know, there's always, like, those urban myths of, like, if, you know, guys with small feet or small hands have, like, tiny dicks, and obviously uh, I can somewhat prove that wrong, which I thought was funny. And uh, to be honest, it mainly just came from I didn't, have a name because when I when I did my first you know scene and paperwork it was kind of all thrown at me at at the last minute and uh I I wasn't really prepared to have to do paperwork I didn't even know about it I didn't know that I had to have a poem I actually on the form wrote my real name down at first and Joanna made me rip it up and throw it away uh so I literally just couldn't think of anything and Joanna actually makes fun of me for my tiny hands a lot and so she kind of it called me small hands as like a derogatory nickname a lot. So I just said, oh, fuck it. Let's just put that on there. Who cares? You know, like no one's ever even going to notice me anyway. <laughs> and now it's just there and, and it's whatever, you know. <laughs>
1: and people are noticing you, man.
2: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's cool. I, I don't really, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't take myself very seriously. And, and I thought to have just kind of a silly, stupid name, made sense because I'm kind of a fucking oddball goofball guy and uh, you know I didn't want to have some overly porny masculine name. It's just not my style.
1: Well I think you made a great choice. I love unique names Ooh. in the industry. We have a lot of uh, dicks and Johnsons and that kind of thing. So Yeah, you know, I figured there fans.
2: was there was plenty of those. Exactly. Yeah, let's let's do let's do something weird.
1: <laughs> let's talk about usually well, let me say this usually at this point in the interview i always like to ask a person that i'm interviewing for the first time about their first time on set like their first experience Mm -hmm. filming a scene and uh you know what was sort of going on in their head now for you it's a unique situation because Mm -hmm. you are doing a scene with your girlfriend for the first time as you mentioned so let's Talk about the first time that you're doing a scene with someone that's not your girlfriend.
0: Right, yeah. What was that experience um, like
1: for you? Like, were you nervous, geez. you know, because now oh, you're on yeah. I mean, camera performing with someone, you, you know, that you don't know?
2: Right, right. I mean, there were, um, before I ever did a scene with just me and a girl that was not Joanna... I did a handful of threesome scenes, so there'd be me and Joanna and another girl. So that was kind of a, a segue, you know, into it. And you know, you're you're always—I mean, maybe not everyone, but I—I I always get like a little like one second of nervousness, even now. You know, just it's a new person. You want to make them feel good. You want it to look good. You, you know, you hope everything, all the stars are aligning. And um, but it was more—at uh, least the first time I did a scene with another girl—it was. I was more nervous about uh like the director and the you know the crew than than the girl i kind of like me and the girl hit it off and you know i knew uh we we were attracted to each other and so that part was fine i was more kind of making sure i I was pleasing the director and the you know the the crew on set that was what made me more nervous
1: okay that's understandable
2: yeah because i you know i've done so much work for joanna's company and that you know, it's, it got to be very comfortable. I know all the people, that I know the cameraman, and the first time I ever had to go out for another set uh, was, was kind of like going to a whole new world, you know, and that was what made me more nervous than the actual girl, you know, herself.
1: Let's talk about the good and the bad about being mm-hmm. on set. When you're on set, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the
2: most? Uh, as far as like the people I'm working with, like my partners? Yes. Um, I would say, I mean, obviously everyone has, uh, you know, their, their physical attributes that they're into, you know, some guys love blonde haired girls. Some guys love girls with huge dips. Some guys don't, whatever. Um, and so if there's a girl that, you know, I just find physically attractive, that's one thing that makes it easy. But more importantly than, than looks for me is, uh, the attitude, um, you know, if, if a, if a me and a girl really click and can just kind of bullshit, you know, conversation for a few minutes. It doesn't even have to be anything sexual, just, you know, enough to kind of let each other know that we're both people and, and kind of feeling out the the energy. Um, if, if you kind of click at least for me with that, just in a few minutes of just chit chatting, I can kind of know it'll be good. Um, so I, I say like energy and attitude for me is, is a, a big turn on. And if a girl's kind of, uh, you know, closed off, or I sense that there's something, like, blocking her from really, like, opening up and having a good time, then it it doesn't turn me off, but it, you know, it makes me a little... uh, I'm aware of it, you know, it makes me aware of it.
1: I want to break a porn scene down with you. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, oral, vag, or anal?
2: Um... Well, I like them all for different reasons. I would say if I had to choose one, just just by saying it would be, be vag, um, I mean, that's 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 the real deal, man. That's that's fucking. <laughs> uh, but anal is fun, especially when you get to hear, you know, weird, cool sounds that the girl makes that maybe she didn't make while you were fucking her in the in the vagina. Um, obviously, blowjobs are sweet because you get to, to sit there and be serviced. So they all have their they all have their place in my book. But uh, overall, just good hard. It, vaginal fucking is my favorite.
1: In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position, and does it differ from your fave position off camera?
2: Um, it really depends on the girl—how tall she is, how short she is, the shape of her body. Um, generally, for for scenes, I like doggy, and um, I like the uh, the mish with you know the the flying V legs open. Um, I think the girl looks. Really sexy that way. It allows me to look at her body while I'm fucking her, which I like to do. I can put my hands all over everything. It just gives me access to everything. Um, and in real life, it's probably about, probably true too. I like I, I like those two as the the old standbys, and then you can pepper in the you know the funny ones uh, here and there. But I mean they're they're the classics for a reason, you know.
1: Absolutely. And of course, we know how a scene ends with the pop shot, the cum shots. Mm-hmm. in a scene. Mm-hmm. Where is your favorite place to shoot your load?
2: Um, I like it right on the girl's face when she's looking at me. I think that is, like, the hottest thing, when a girl's beautiful, sweaty face is looking at you with those eyes, and you just blast all over. It's it's pretty fucking cool.
1: <laughs> How would you describe your fuck style?
2: Um, I would say that I am probably more on the, um, this is probably the wrong word for it, but, I'm not so much like a BDSM, like violent guy. I'm more more passionate, but I don't mean that in the sense of like fucking slow or, or being kind of lazy about it. I just, I like to really, uh, to, to, I, I like to be intense without being overly, you know, violent or, or, I, I can do, you know, um, kink scenes and stuff like that if asked, but my natural kind of instinct is to fuck a girl really hard, really intensely and engage her a lot, um, you know, really closely, so so that way, you know, it feels as real as it can be, um, with me being, you know, dominant, but, but not overly uh, violent, I guess, or, 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 you know, showing off. I, I don't do windmill kicks, or, you know, I don't, I don't shove my freaking knee in anyone's mouth. I mean, I'll do it if, it's, if they want it, but... <laughs> my, my main style is just intense, passionate fucking.
1: Who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with uh, throughout the time that you've been uh, doing adult scenes?
2: Uh, well, of course, number one would have to be Joanna Angel, and that's probably it goes without saying. But um, other than that, I mean, I've worked with a lot of really awesome girls, and, and I really cannot think of any that, have, that I have not liked. Um, a few that have stood out as some of my personal favorites would be um, Kendra Lust, um, uh, Alexis Fox. I, I like I like uh, I love the, the women, if you will. Um, I, I'm a little bit older than a lot of the girls I work with, so I, I really like the uh, women that are closer to my age, um, as a general rule. But there are some young ones that are really great. Kira Nicole has been awesome. Um, Casey Warner was great. Um, you know, so Abella Danger was incredible. Um, I really have have not had a bad one yet. So knock on wood. <laughs>
1: Who haven't you worked with yet that's on your must-do list?
2: Who haven't I worked with yet that I really want to? I, uh, I mean, I love so many of these girls, but I I really would love to work with, like, Janine. I heard she's back shooting again. Um, she was growing up, like, I I was, like, a huge fan of hers, and, you know, she's covered in tattoos now, and I've always thought she was so hot, and... To work with someone like on that legendary status like that would be like so crazy because I remember being like 17 and jerking off to her. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I'd love to work with Jessie Jane, um, you know, Chanel Preston, any of those girls are all just incredible, you know, um, in so many ways. I know that you
1: work behind the scenes for Burning Angel, so I guess you're kind of forced, maybe, to watch your own scenes. But, uh, <laughs> oh yes,
2: I I, uh, <laughs> I edit a lot of the trailers, and you know I, I do a lot of that stuff, so I have to I have to watch it a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was actually going to ask, like, what was it like the first time you had to see yourself? Uh, was it something oh, that you had to get used <laughs> to?
2: Oh, it's fucking disgusting, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I still don't want to watch myself. I mean, I'll I'll do it for whatever we need to do for you know the work, but. I, I take I take no pleasure in watching my stupid ass get naked. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, I'll watch like the the beginning parts. You know, if there's like a funny couple lines or the, a funny script piece. But once the sex starts, I I don't I don't ever watch my own scenes. I'll, I'll leave that to everyone else to do.
1: <laughs> Speaking of porn in general, how old were you the first time you ever saw a porn film?
2: First time I ever saw porn was. I was probably like 10 or 11, I uh, my grandpa loaned me King Kong on VHS that he taped off HBO and he left the recorder on and an hour later some cool-ass softcore porn came on <laughs> and changed my life. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
1: I want to chat with you about some of your experiences on set. Overall, what has been one of your most memorable shoots?
2: One of the most memorable shoots, I would have to say, um, Burning Angel just did a movie called Street Punks, and it's about, uh, like squatters and gutter punk kids, and, you know, it's got big mohawks, and, uh, we, we we rented out this huge, um, loft downtown LA and, and made it really look like a crazy Mad Max, like Warriors, um, kind of, you know, crazy punk homeless kid, like, summer camp thing, and, um... I, I grew up as a, a punk rock kid, and that's still where my heart lies, and that's that's what I love. I mean, I love the music, I love the culture, I love the look. And, you know, a lot of there's a lot of, like, tattoos in porn now, uh, more than ever, but, but that that really gritty punk rock look, um, it was just cool to do a whole feature where everyone looked like that. The girls had, like, fucking three-foot pink mohawks in the air. You know, we were all wearing fucking padlocks and filthy clothes, and I, I fucked a girl like by a dumpster with trash everywhere. And it was just so nasty and awesome.
1: What has been one of the funniest things that's ever happened to you on set? <laughs>
2: um, one of the funniest things, there's quite a few of them. Um, there was a time where, uh, and I wasn't performing in this scene, but I was, I was helping, uh, PA that day, uh, There was a girl uh, getting DP'd outside uh, on the grass and, you know, in the backyard of one of the, the studio houses. And a fucking tarantula and a scorpion, like live ones, were, like, having an epic battle. They were, like, fighting each other and they, like, walked right into this shot And like crawled on the dude's foot while he was DPing this girl, and I fucking heard him scream so loud, and everyone freaked the fuck out. The camera guy like threw his camera down and ran away because apparently he's scared of spiders. And it was it was pretty awesome just to see DP, and then in two seconds everyone like losing their minds because a scorpion and tarantula like crawling on the leg.
1: (laughs) That's too much, man. Good grief. Yeah,
2: it it was it was I was I was not in the scene that day.
1: Let's go from the funny to the embarrassing. Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you on set?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, shit. You know, whenever you involve sweatiness and dicks and, <laughs> and things, you know, thing, uh, I think um, we did an orgy uh, last month for um, I believe it was Zero Tolerance. Might be third degree. I don't hold me to that. Uh, for Mike Quasar. There's a girl in the scene that came over to me. You know, there's like 11 of us or however many, and we were all really sweaty, and uh, we were fucking on the couch, and it was so slippery and so sweaty that we slid off, she ate shit, hit the ground, and her whole hip popped out of socket. (laughs) And I didn't know what was happening at the time, so I kept fucking her with her hip popped out of socket, and she kind of like gave me a look like, hold on, man. (laughs) And uh, and she had to pop it back in place, and she was fine. She said it actually kind of happens a lot. She has like a quirky hip. But, uh, yeah, so that day I I, I was a little embarrassed because, you know, I <laughs> don't want to hurt anyone, and <laughs> poor girl had her hip blown out. <laughs> wow,
1: man. That's crazy. Well, speaking yeah. of crazy stuff, what has been one of the craziest things you've had to do in a scene? What's something, you know, what's a shoot, I should say, with that, you know, you leave the shoot and you're like, wow, I can't believe I just did that.
2: Um, there was a, a, a blow bang I did with, uh, Chanel, Preston, and, and a lot <laughs> of other guys, I think 12, and it was it's the only one I've ever done, I've only done one, and, and it's pretty gnarly to be in a room with 12 dudes, just all, you know, just going to town on a girl's face, but yet no one can fuck her, and, you know, you're just trying to slap it around, and at the end of the scene, they put, um, you know those doggy cones, uh, after your dog gets, like, surgery, where if you don't want them to itch, you know, you put her on their neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they put one around her neck and we all jizzed in the cone, all twelve of us. And then she had like a little squeegee, like windshield wiper stand. She she like cleaned the cone out and ate all of it. It was it was quite impressive. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I, I left that going. Wow, that's I really that's a new one for me. Let's let's add that to the, the list of cool shit.
1: <laughs> I believe it, man. Yeah. She got her protein shake that day.
2: Yeah. Oh, and then some. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Mister Small Hands, now it's time for the big question—a question that I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans and supporters might be curious to know: <laughs> How much are you packing?
2: Uh, I've got about an eight and a half inch dick, so it's—I uh, like to call it, it the good size. It's clearly not the biggest in porn, uh, but it's big enough to to make people feel good. And and I haven't heard too many complaints.
1: Let's talk about the pop shot again. Do Mm -hmm. you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent load for the pop shot in the scene?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll eat a a protein shake or something just to, you know, make sure I've got, got enough uh, fuel in there and, um, you know, just try to, I mean, really, it's just simple stuff. It's nothing magical. I I don't do any of that weird. I don't take supplements or, or, you know, I don't sit and chug pineapple juice all day or anything strange like that. I just try to eat healthy and make sure I have a a good amount of protein in my system before I do a scene. That's pretty much it.
1: I want to switch up the tone of the interview just a little bit and talk about some of the serious issues in the industry. And since we started off this interview by talking about your life, pre-porn, I want to ask, does your family know about your career in the business, and if so, how do they feel about it?
2: Uh, yeah, they know about it, um, they're not, you know, they're not not into it. My, my parents are pretty religious and pretty conservative, so they they do not approve, but uh, it's uh, such is life, you know.
1: It's time for the great condom debate. What's your opinion <laughs> on whether condoms should or should not be used in the industry?
2: Um, I mean, I think the bottom line is performers should have a right to decide what they want to do with their own bodies. I don't think anyone should tell anyone what to do. I think it personally should always just be a choice of, of the two people working together you know, whatever they want to do.
1: I like that answer.
2: Yeah. Good answer, man. I mean, there's, there's a million, you know, rows we could go down with that stuff and, you know, details. And I just think at the end of the day, it's just, I view it the same as, as the woman's right choose for an abortion or something like Why? what how can you tell someone what to do with their fucking body like let let the people who are gonna engage in this activity decide for themselves you know in a respectful way and then have fun like whatever
1: absolutely yeah i couldn't agree more very
2: well cool. put
1: something that's kind of related obviously to the issue of condoms is i think a lot of the the um the listeners, you know, when they see porn, especially casual porn viewers, they see all the condomless mm-hmm. sex, and they don't realize that the industry is heavily tested. Regardless of the amount and the consistency of the testing in the business, do you ever feel worried about catching a STI or worse on set?
2: I mean, the way I see it is like this: in not just porn, but in any industry, in any job, there are uh, hazards, potential hazards that come with that job. If you work in fucking McDonald's and you're chopping up vegetables or something, you could potentially slice your hand off. That's a hazard. If you're a, you know, an electrician, you could shock yourself on the job one day. That's a hazard. If you're informed, there is a slight chance at some point you could contract an STI. That is a job hazard. And like all jobs with hazards, when you sign up for them, you kind of have to know that you're signing up with those potential hazards to, to exist and to be around. And if if, it, if that is like on what you are capable to like handle or, or accept maybe you shouldn't be doing that job so i'm not scared about it i'm not worried about it i do know that there is a small you know small risk um obviously i, I don't want it to contract anything and i'm i would not be excited about it but i i just understand the level of risk and i accept it and i move on with my day
1: <laughs> definitely man are there any misconceptions or myths about adult stars that you would like to dispel?
2: Um... I, I, again, like, I, I think porn is... I think the casual porn viewer the casual fan does not realize how much the porn industry is the same as everywhere. You know, if you work in a, an office and there's 50 people there, there's going to be a couple crazy motherfuckers, probably. There's going to be some really great, sweet people. There's going to be a dum dumb. There's going to be a very educated person. You know, just like in porn, you, you I can't really blanket um, all the performers. I mean, I've met some brilliant girls and men. I've met some great actors. I've met some really talented musicians who are performers. And I've met some idiots, you know, and, and it's it's just like anywhere you go or anywhere you work, you get a little bit of everything. And I think the biggest misconception maybe is that it's it's – different than how I just described it, you know, that everyone is the same. I think people think all of porn is the same and all porn performers are the same. And what they don't realize is just like every other um, industry or, or, you know, scene, there's a little bit of everything, you know.
1: Absolutely, man.
2: Yeah. I just think that people don't get it that that porn stars are, are, are humans and I know everyone says that they, they you know, they understand that but when I say human I mean there's going to be a couple porn stars who probably are fucking assholes and there's going to be some who are the sweetest people on the planet and you just have to sort of like figure out who's who both as a fan and as you know just a person if you're spending time around you know people and like everything in life just you know you, you, you click with the people you click with you you vibe with the people you vibe with and you don't with the ones you don't and it's not it's not any different than anywhere else in life
1: That's very true. Very well put, man. Cool. In general, is there an aspect of the industry that you do not
2: enjoy? Um, I mean, there's, like, little things that are petty that, you know, like, obviously no one enjoys sitting on set doing nothing for seven hours if the day is running late, but those are so, again, that's just a thing that comes with the gig, you know, you can't, I can't really complain about that, that's just the way it goes, and it's, you know, I've been on plenty of music video sets and other mainstream productions. It's the same everywhere. You know, that's kind of part of the game of any entertainment stuff. is sit around and wait. Um, I I don't enjoy when when people start getting catty with each other, um, both men and women. I, I understand that it's competitive, and I understand everyone wants you know as much work as they can. They want to be as famous as they can. Um, I, I just and I you know and I, I feel somewhat the same way, but I don't want to do it at the expense of someone else's uh you know feelings or, or trampling on someone and i do tend sometimes especially on twitter and stuff i see foreign girls and guys kind of bitching and fighting back and forth and i just think it's a kind of silly so i i don't enjoy that and i try to stay out of that stuff as much as i can
1: let's talk about relationships and the industry because you certainly have a unique perspective because you started dating someone that's in the industry and then after Mm -hmm. a little bit of time you ended up joining the industry as well so it's up to you as to how detailed you want to get into it but i'm going to assume that uh, before or as you started to pursue a romantic relationship with your girlfriend, you had to have sat down and had some sort of conversation to where maybe you had some questions or maybe she had to, you know, maybe reassure you on some things and that kind of thing. Yeah, maybe you had a similar conversation once you started doing scenes. So my question for you is like, what goes into uh, maintaining a romantic relationship while also uh, doing adult scenes with other people in the industry?
2: Um, basically, it's just, you have to, first of all, have a a good foundation in your relationship. If, if you guys aren't solid from, you know, from day, from the get-go, throwing porn in the, into the mix, it's probably only going to make things more complicated and difficult. Um, you know, I I would not recommend anyone who's in a relationship that's on the rocks right now for either person to (laughs) pursue, of pornography, uh, it's its probably not going to help. But if you have two people that are um, very in tune with each other on the same page, uh, very open and honest with their communication, and very transparent about everything that goes on, it's really not a big deal. I mean, me and Joanna are both you know, horny perverts. We wouldn't be doing any of this shit if we weren't, but we also uh, have a great respect and love and, and a monogamy for each other. Uh, in our relationship and they both can coexist at the same time if I feel if two people can really really communicate well together and anytime you know there is a small issue or a confusion or a question you know instead of uh, flying off the handle or bottling it up you just kind you know in a you know loving way you just discuss it figure out the solution and then you move on and it's no big deal so at the beginning since I was new to the industry um, I did have a lot of questions um, I, I was fascinated by it. I wasn't, um, I didn't, I didn't think it was like gross or, 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 you know, uh, I wasn't mad that she was doing it. Obviously I, I knew what I was getting into when I started dating her. Um, I just had a lot to learn and she was very patient with teaching me and, uh, it, it all worked out. You know, we just kept our communications lines open and always reassured each other that at the end of the day, we you know, me and her, me and her and everything else comes second and we're good.
1: Nice. Shout out to being, uh, Horny perverts. Love that.
2: Yeah, man. I I, uh, I support all horny perverts in healthy relationships. I think that is a fucking great thing.
1: Well, there you go. Another great answer from Small Hands. You're bringing it with the answers tonight, man.
2: I try, brother. I do the best I can.
1: Let's move away from the serious questions, and let's get to know Small Hands even more. And I want to go back in time with you one more time. How sure. and when... Did you lose your virginity?
2: All right. I lost my virginity kind of late, I guess, for for, uh, for porn. I was 17. I was a senior in high school. And I was uh, at my little high school girlfriend's house, and we were watching The Wizard of Oz. And apparently that movie turned us on enough to both both each other.
1: <laughs> well, there you go.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: That's too funny.
2: Yeah, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really get laid much when I was younger. <laughs> Girls didn't really want to talk to me. I, uh, I think when I was like twenty-two, I would only had sex with like two people. And then once the band started going on their tour, I, I caught up quick. <laughs> I made up for lost time after that.
1: <laughs> I believe it. I think Joanna yeah. needs to produce some sort of demented Wizard of Oz porn parody.
2: I know, man. She'd be killer at that. Yeah, that's. I think that's genius. I'm gonna. I can learn that because you you do a good job. Too.
1: Absolutely, man. Let's talk about your tattoos. How sure. many tattoos do you have? What was the very first one? And uh, are there plans for more?
2: Um. Well, first question: How many? I have no idea. I I'm pretty much covered from as I like to say, neck to dick. Uh. So, I would say it's been more of about 12 years of just constantly adding and adding and adding, um, both in my travels around the world and, you know, um, at a couple of shops in San Diego that I really like. Um, my first one was my entire chess piece. I was 18 and I was a little, little punk rock kid and I just thought I would be so badass if I got a huge chess tattoo. And I, I uh, snuck out of the house, told my dad I was going to a friend's house, and I went to the tattoo shop and I got... My whole chest last about
1: That's what's up, man. And are there plans yeah. for more?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm running out of room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I always, like, want more. But, um, like, I put my legs, don't have too many on them. I got a couple little spaces. So, as inspiration strikes, I will uh, I'll add to it.
1: <laughs> Speaking about your body, in your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why?
2: Oh, God. Uh... I don't really think much of my body. I think it's kind of shitty. (laughs) Especially when I see all these really buff-ass dudes and porn. I'm like, man, I have no shape. (laughs) Good thing I got tattoos. Uh, Man, I don't know. I I guess uh, I got good hair. I am going bald, so I'll go with my hair.
1: (laughs) On the flip side, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least and why?
2: Uh, I've got a little belly. I've never had a six-pack because of my love for uh, whiskey. So <laughs> I guess uh, I'd, one day it'd be cool to, to see how I would look with, a, with abs, but I don't think it's going to happen.
1: <laughs> and on the complete flip side, in your opinion, what part of the female body is the sexiest and why?
2: Uh, it, I mean, if we're not talking about face, uh, I love I love a nice pair of boobs, man. If I can put some good boobs on my face, I'm good to go all day long. Um they don't have to be a, a specifically huge or small. I just I can respect and admire a very well shaped pair.
1: In your personal life, do you get into any kinds of fetishes?
2: Um, I mean, me and Joanna like to have girls over to play with us. You know, um, sometimes you know we'll we we'll, we we'll kind of dom them and uh, you know have them be really submissive and, and you know kind of do that kind of role playing stuff. Um, we're not really too into like toys or, or BDSM and not because I don't like it. I think it's really cool, but we use it so much, you know, on camera that it's almost like when we're just having sex for fun. We just have, we just have sex and like, you know, we're and we're kind of funny, weird people. So a lot of me and Joanna's with sex off camera is very strange. It, not so much in the act, but just silly shit we say, we're always laughing and like cracking up and like just you know, doing dumb shit So that would be the stuff, I guess. That would be what we're into. uh, That people maybe not wouldn't know about uh, off camera.
1: To shave or not to Uh, shave—that is the question. And yes, I'm talking about down there and uh, manscaping in general.
2: Uh, I mean, I don't have a. For me, I'll I'll do whatever I think is going to be attractive to my partner. So if I'm with a girl who wants my fucking hair slicked back, sure. If you want a down, sure. If you want me to shave, sure. If you want me to have a beard, sure. I don't care. By default, I'm kind of lazy, so I, I just kind of... You know, I, I use the clippers and groom and keep things manageable, but I don't know, like, just to shave with a blade too much. I, you know, I'm a man. Men have a little bit of hair. Let's, let's fucking be men.
1: <laughs> Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about small hands.
2: Quirky, huh? Um... Quirky? What is quirky about me? I mean, I, uh... I'm blind as shit. I don't know if that's quirky, but I I wear contacts, can't see without them, can't even walk into a room without them. I'm extremely blind. (laughs) Uh... I, uh... I don't know, I guess I already put it all out on the table. My hands are quirky. I'm kind of a short, average dude. (laughs) Um... I don't know, man. I guess I'll have to leave that to someone else to point out. I'm sure someone could find something weird and stupid that I haven't figured out yet.
1: Describe yourself in ten words or less.
2: Uh, sex, food, rock and roll, tattoos, party.
1: I approve. <laughs> Let's allow your fans to get to know some of your favorites. I have this list of uh, five pop culture-oriented questions that are designed to allow okay. listeners to get to know some of your favorites. The first okay. up is, uh, what are five of your most favorite television shows?
2: Uh, are we talking all-time or currently?
1: It depends. If you want to do all-time, okay. if you want to do current, it's I'll, up just,
2: to you. I'll just do whatever the first things that come to my head, I guess. Uh... Anything on the Travel Channel, anything on the Food Network, Bob's Burgers, Walking Dead, This is England.
1: Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists?
2: Uh, The Clash, Rocket from the Crypt, Elvis Presley, Joan Jett.
1: What are three of your most favorite films?
2: Uh... The movie version of This Is England, Jailhouse Rock, Elvis Presley, and This Is Spinal Tap.
1: What are two foods you can't live without?
2: Chips and salsa.
1: And what is one of your guilty pleasures?
2: Uh, Taylor Swift.
1: The Hater's Gonna Hate.
2: Fuck them, man. Girl (laughs) writes hit songs. (laughs) I paid uh, fucking 280 bucks to go see her play last year, and it was great.
1: That's what's up, man.
2: Mm -hmm. Now Now that's kind of quirky. (laughs) Yeah, so many hot soccer moms. (laughs) It was great.
1: What's next for Small Hands? Uh, Something that you've been doing recently, or I would say recently-ish, is you have been, as you mentioned, working a lot with other studios uh, outside Mm -hmm. of Burning Angel Entertainment. And most recently, you actually were in a scene for Brazzers as well. So are we going to continue seeing Small Hands sort of exploring uh, the porn industry outside of uh, Burning Angel?
2: absolutely i uh i've got a lot of love to spread around the world so <laughs> i'm down for whatever <laughs> uh, i had a lot of fun on the the browser sets with Brendo, and uh i've done two now uh one with abigail mac and one with uh darla crane and gwen stark and they're both fantastic everyone was super awesome
1: awesome man so a lot of great productions uh still to come uh, from small hands in the near future what about anything with uh burning angel entertainment what's going to be coming up uh, that uh, the listeners should anticipate that you're in
2: oh yeah we've got i mean the, the the most epic thing that i've done recently was um and this should be coming out right around the time of this interview uh me and Joanna did a whole um, Nightmare Before Christmas spoof Um, and we had a set builder build like snow machines and rocks and trees and um, we did a green screen with uh, so we were like walking under the moonlight and we had uh, an airbrush artist come out and paint our whole bodies and we had a costume stylist design um, replicas of the Jack and Sally costumes from the movie. And I, me and Joanna even wrote a parody of one of the songs from the movie. And it's just a you know, filthy song now about dicks and jizz. And the intro of the scene is basically a music video uh, of us doing Nightmare Before Christmas singing the parody song. And then we fuck out under the snow in character. And it's, it's incredible. It's so fucking cool.
1: Now that's something I can't wait to see. So I'm assuming you're Jack and she's Sally.
2: Correct. Yeah, and uh, we did the. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the movie, but the. Of course, the song, I am. What's 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 this? When he's outside and he discovers the magic of Christmas, uh, we we did What's This, but I'm of course referring to my penis the whole time. I'm, I'm singing What's This in our song.
1: <laughs> I can't wait for that. That sounds That's spectacular. Cool. It's going to be badass. I believe it, man. Certainly something to look forward to.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a I, I believe uh, I did a feature for Wicked uh, where I was the lead. Uh, Stormy Daniels directed it, called Off Limits, uh, alongside starring Kier Nicole, and I think that comes out uh, right around Christmas time as well. So that's another uh, pretty big feature that should be out then too. So I'd say those two things uh, for the holiday season are what you should check out.
1: Awesome man, very cool. Congrats. Yeah. How can your fans reach you? Where can the listeners find you on the web, social media, social networking, all of the goodies?
2: Bit, the easiest and best place to find me uh, would be burningangel.com. It's got you know the majority of the scenes I've done on there. Uh, it's probably the, the stuff I'm most proud of. It It's the most like my real style and, and life. Uh, but I mean, nowadays... As thing, more things come out, you can find me you know, almost everywhere you know, on any of the, the company's websites. But I'd say start at Burning Angel, and you'll get a good vibe for my style and the kind of things I do. Um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's underscore the small hands. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's uh, the underscore small underscore hands. Awesome, man.
1: Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to the fans and listeners that are tuning in right now?
2: Yeah, everyone's been so cool. I mean, it's, it's so nice to have people uh, respond positively to, uh, you know, my fucking ugly tattooed ass naked walking around in videos. <laughs> so as long as uh, you guys think it's cool and keep, keep watching it, I'll keep doing it.
1: Sounds good, man. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview, Small Hands.
2: For sure, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast.
1: You're welcome, man. The door's open for more. Whenever you want to come back and update the listeners on what you've been up to, you're more than welcome to.
2: Hell yeah. awesome. (laughs)
1: Awesome, man. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One-on-One with poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One-on-One with poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Download this episode and many more by visiting papiculoradio.com slash archives. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. And with that, Small Hands and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners.
2: Good night, motherfuckers.
0: Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.